Good day, health revolutionaries. I am your host, Coach CGL for Lloyd Health Revolution Podcast. Welcome. I am here with my distinguished guest who is a recently diagnosed uh, type 2 diabetic, but uh, instead of relying on medications, he has decided to take the route on healing himself with food. So I'd like to welcome, without further ado, with my brother, Vernon Davis Jr., who has a book out on his success story called Uncomfortable Peace. Brother Vernon, welcome to the Lloyd Health Revolution podcast. CG, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning to you, sir. Well, you know, I want to just jump right into your uh, story. But before I do that, what made you choose the uh, title of your book, which is Uncomfortable Peace, which people, it is on Amazon. Click the link below on the show notes and you'll be able to read his fantastic journey. So, Brother Vernon, tell me about the title, Uncomfortable Peace, and why you chose that book. Yeah, great question. I definitely, definitely get that one a lot. Um, and, and it never gets old explaining it. Uh, what I realized uh, shortly after I was uh, diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, that it came from being comfortable, being in a, a comfort zone where, you know, I uh, you know, manipulated things to my liking. Um, it ended up not being beneficial for me long term. Uh, thus, the uh, type 2 diabetes diagnosis that I received. And, you know, it was stressful. Uh, finding finding that out, um, and, and I've had stressful periods, uh, you know, prior to the diagnosis that were health related. I just didn't know, you know, to to what extent. And so, uh, in choosing the title, uh, you know, after I began my journey to healing myself naturally, um, you know, opting not to use any uh, medication or any insulin um, at all, um, you know, I realized uh, months in that you know I had to put myself in a in a, in a state of uh, being uncomfortable. Uh, doing things that I normally wouldn't do, making the sacrifices that I normally would not make in order to have a sense of peace uh, for myself, uh, you know, as, as it relates to my physical health, uh, mental and spiritual health uh, long term. And, uh, you know, that's where, the, that's where the title came from. And it's uh, been so fitting, um, you know, as I think about, you know, my life, uh, a lot of periods uh, of success that I've had throughout my, throughout my life have come from, you know, doing things that were not, uh, you know, of my nature. Uh, doing things that, you know, I, I normally wouldn't do if I had, uh, if I had a choice, uh, as in, you know, wanting to, you know, like sleep in or, or something like that, I, I would choose to do that versus getting up early uh, or, or staying up late to study or, or uh, to learn new things, uh, you know, as I matriculated through college or, or um, you know, staying back uh, to learn new, new systems and protocols as it relates to, you know, my employment history and wanting to advance uh, you know, within, uh, you know, the respective companies that I've been a part of. And so, uh, yeah, being uncomfortable, putting, putting myself in intentionally uncomfortable uh, situations uh, for the uh, overall growth of myself uh, and long-term peace. Uh, that's where the title came from. That's very, very powerful because uh, often I hear through, you know, people who are looking to push through, they uh, are often told be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I, I think that's, again, so powerful as a title to your book, Uncomfortable Peace. So um, let's jump back in time to before you were diagnosed with type 2 diabetes <laughs> and sort of, you know, 
the eating habits, you know, how it made you feel and, you know, the foods, you know, sort of that general, you know, this is how I was before. So, you know, it's also in your book, again, to, you know, the viewers out there that will, you know, tell the story, but tell me a little bit, you know, in more detail that, you know, to give people an idea what will be in that book as far as your journey uh, and, and where it all started. Yeah, so for me, um, it actually started uh, around uh, eight, nine years old, um, you know, as, as far back as I can think uh, to where I developed a food addiction. Um, and I was in a, uh, you know, uh, it was a stressful day, uh, this uh, particular day in my life, uh, being uh, in Louisiana, uh, some things occurred, uh, things that I was not knowledgeable of. Uh, a plan was put in place that, you know, did not, did not include me in its preparation. And uh, my response, uh, once I discovered, you know, what was actually taking place, uh, my response was a uh, fear. Uh, my response was uh, being uh, you know, distraught. And in order to, you know, kind of level out, to calm down, uh, my grandmother, who was uh, caring for myself and my siblings at that time, uh, she just gave us food, uh, gave us something to drink. And every time we would be upset, uh, you know, considering what was going on, you know, she would just give us something to eat and something to drink. And no fault of hers, you know, by no means. I mean, you had three uh, young children that were, you know, crying uh, and, and, you know, very vocal uh, mm -hmm. with those tears. And, uh, you know, in order to get things to, at least, uh, you know, to a, a decent decibel level, uh, if not get us quiet, uh, you know, just putting something in our in our space to kind of occupy us, um, you know, occupy our mouths. And uh, that's what happened. And uh, you know, I started gaining weight immediately um, after that particular time of my life. And, uh, you know, with that weight gain came, you know, more, you know, this more this desire to, you know, consume more. Uh, not that it was necessary, uh, but it felt as though, I, you know, I need to, needed to eat more. I needed to eat something that I saw in the moment, even if I wasn't hungry. Um, and so, you know, teenage years, you know, I, I, you know, typical dinner would be a you know, Pizza Hut pizza um, and a soda. Uh, prior to dinner, probably 20, 30 minutes before, I might have a bag of chips, um, you know, might have uh, some, some snack cakes, things like that. Uh, and then after dinner, you know, I might follow it up uh, with, uh, you know, leftovers from the day prior. Um, and as I got older, uh, the food addiction grew, you know, grew out of control. I went to college. Um, you know, I attended Grandma State University, loved my time there. Uh, one of the things I learned very quickly is that breakfast, lunch, and dinner was a buffet. And I took full advantage uh, of that buffet three times a day, um, mm. you know, consuming, uh, you know, anywhere from three to five plates of food. Um, and, and these were, you know, standard size plates. And, and you know, I, yeah, I made sure the plates were full. Uh, <laughs> I made sure I got my, got my fill. And, uh, you know, the, the weight gain that I experienced um, was a result of that. And, um, you know, I, I learned that, you know, in our, in our culture, um, in our family culture, you know, there were just, you know, staple ingredients and uh, staple uh, items, dishes that were a part of the uh, you know, majority of our meals. And, you know, a lot of those uh, dishes and ingredients were not beneficial to, uh, at least in my body, long term. Um, and, you know, when I think about the uh, type 2 diabetes diagnosis that I received in July of 2020, you know, I reflected on all of that. And, uh, you know, I realized that, you know, I, I enjoyed those things, you know, the fried chickens, uh, you know, baked mac macaroni and cheese, uh, homemade mashed potatoes, um, you know, and a steak and uh, different, different types of, uh, you know, different types of meats uh, cooked on the grill, uh, a lot of hamburgers. Um, and, and sure, you know, the vegetables that came on them, but they, you know, they didn't, they didn't matter uh, because it was the meat and bread that was most important to me and the cheese as well. And, um, you know, as I, uh, you know, reflected on, you know, how I got to uh, that point of you know having my body in such uh, such a such a bad state, 
Um, you know, I couldn't do nothing but look at myself because I had made so many decisions that were unnecessary. You know, CG, there were days where you know, I might have an early dinner, maybe 5 p.m., um, and it'd be a, a hearty meal. Uh, and then three hours later, you know, getting a phone call, you know, invited to go out to Applebee's or somewhere uh, to, to spend time with friends. And, you know, I'm telling myself, yeah, I'm not going to get anything to eat. I might just get an appetizer. Well, I turn around and spend $40, $50 on food um, after I've already had, you know, a decent meal uh, to have concluded my day. Um, and, and, and I did that, you know, notoriously. Um, you know, when my, my wife, uh, we were dating, uh, we were going on our dates before I would uh, drop her off at home. Uh, we would, you know, have already had a meal that we shared and after I dropped her off, uh, I'd go to Wendy's and get, you know, burger and fries or, or two burgers, fries and a nugget and large drink to, to finish off my evening. And, you know, that was the norm for me. Uh, and so, you know, prior to my diagnosis, you know, my eating habits were, you know, ridiculous. Uh, the amount of calories I consumed per day uh, were, you know, ginormous. Um, and, you know, I felt that. Mm. Um, didn't know, didn't know, you know, to what extent I was actually feeling it, but I felt it, you know, being sluggish throughout the day, uh, you know, having a hard time sleeping through the night. Um, you know, there were times where, you know, I, I would, I would take food with me to, you know, my place of employment and I would, you know, I would eat before my lunch breaks, uh, before my, you know, my restroom breaks, I would, I would sit and eat because I couldn't wait. You know, that's what I conditioned myself to, to do. Like, hey, I, I can't wait for, you know, this designated time to, you know, step away from my work to, to eat. Uh, and so I'm going to eat while I'm doing my work. Um, and, you know, then it was time for lunch. I had nothing else to consume. So I would go buy something else. And, you know, that was just, uh, that was just my life uh, for many, many years of my adult, of my adult years. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a, a, you know, a cycle that you don't realize that you're just in that mix of things. So I, I, I can definitely see the background of more, you know, it was more nurture than nature where people will often say, you know, well, you know, I was, you know, I was kind of born like this, you know, my, my, my mother was a diabetic, you know, my great, great grandfather was a diabetic. So it, it tends to be that, you know, it, it, sort of that, you know, explanation, I won't say an excuse, because sometimes we really just don't know those type of things. Mm -hmm. So understanding that that history of yours, let's get to the, you know, the three alarm fire moments when, you know, bells and whistles are going on in Vernon's head that, hey, something is just not right. And, you know, <laughs> you had to do something about it. So, you know, can you, again, folks out there and Lloyd Health Revolution Land. It is in Vernon's book, Uncomfortable Peace. But uh, brother, what was that fire alarm moment? What got you out that bed and going down that, you know, that fire pole? Because you know, I got to put out this fire because it's just <laughs> it's just out of control. Yeah, uh, you know, without going into too many details that are uh, you know elaborated on uh, in my book, Uncomfortable Peace. Um, what I what I can share is uh, you know I was experiencing symptoms. Uh, that I had no explanation for, um, you know, and uh, one of those symptoms included, you know, continuously going to the restroom to relieve myself. And, and at this time, this was uh, what January, February. So this was uh, around March, uh, February, March of 2020. Um, you know, the pandemic's going on. Uh, you know, the world is uh, you know, still trying to get a grip on, you know, what COVID is. Um, and I'm uh, fortunate enough to be working from home. And so my restroom's right you know, maybe 40, 50 feet from me. And so, you know, very easy to just get up and go, relieve myself, come back, resume my work. Um, you know, looking back on it, I did that very frequently 
through the day, you know, maybe maybe three, four times an hour uh, looking back on it. At the time, I didn't find it to be uh, alarming. But what, what was alarming was, uh, you know, my left eye, uh, the vision became very blurry at random times. I uh, couldn't explain it. Uh, what also was alarming was, uh, you know, the neuropathy that I felt uh, throughout my body. Um, you know, that was scary. And I had no idea what neuropathy was at that time. Uh, later, I you know, learned of its, uh, you know, what it meant and, and what was going on. And, you know, that much more terrifying to know that, oh, my gosh, I, I put my body in this state. Um, it was because of me. Um, you know, I was, I was headed to Detroit, uh, coming from the Virginia area uh, to go to a wedding for my best friend and her husband. Uh, my wife and I, we were traveling uh, by car and, you know, every hour on the hour, I'm, I'm pulling over on the side of the interstate to relieve myself uh, because I felt like I couldn't make it to the, the next exit to use the restroom at a uh, at a convenience store, uh, at a truck stop or, you know, at a, at a restaurant. And, uh, you know, I found that to be very, very alarming. I mean, even the day of the wedding, I was scared I was going to wet my pants. Um, and so that was probably really the, uh, the, the most eye-opening moments for me. Uh, that there's a problem, uh, but, you know, I was still terrified of, you know, that being confirmed. Uh, it was my wife that actually, you know, really strong-armed me into going uh, to see a medical professional. Um, you know, I did that, and, uh, you know, upon sharing with them, you know, my symptoms, the things that I was experiencing, and then running a few tests, they drew that conclusion. Mr. Davis, you know, you're experiencing these things because you're type 2 diabetic. What were the, uh, you know, numbers, if you can share, at the time that you went to go see the doctor? Yes, uh, so my uh, blood glucose level was uh, 476. Uh, for perspective, uh, the normal range is uh, 70 to 105. Uh, my A1C level was greater than 15.5 uh, using the, uh, the instruments that they uh, use to measure. Um, and so it was uh, you know, off the charts in a negative way. Um, you know, uh, normal range is five point, I believe it was five point, or anything under 5.4. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, pre-diabetes was a uh, 5.5 to 6.4 uh, was a uh, pre-diabetes. And so um, I was a full-blown uh, type 2 diabetic uh, with a greater than 15.5 number. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was scary, man, uh, to, to, to hear those numbers and then to get the context of just how unnormal or abnormal, as they refer to it, was, uh, how abnormal it was. And it was, it was scary. Mm. Now, I, and, you know, again, I, you know, I, I like to do these type of broadcasts for people who are type 2 diabetic or, you know, know somebody who is a type 2 diabetic. And upon that, you know, diagnosis that they get from the doctors, you, you know, the status quo is, okay, I'm going to write you this, you know, prescription and, you know, send you on your way. And, you know, a lot of these people will tend to follow that. Now, that's, again, why, you know, I, I love having you on this podcast, because your story sort of bucks that trend, not to say that doctors don't have their place, but, you know, sometimes, you become your own person of, you know, of knowledge and, and what is best for you. So, you know, tell me about that choice of yours on what you, you know, made ultimately. Yes, DG. So uh, by nature, I'm very stubborn. Now you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to fight to prove you wrong. Um, and, and sometimes I've done that, you know, to a point to where, it, you know, I hurt myself uh, trying to prove someone wrong because I, you know, I don't want to be told. 
what to do or how to do it in certain respects. Um, and as it related to, you know, healing my body, um, you know, fighting off this chronic illness that was self-inflicted, um, I, you know, I reverted back to, you know, to me, to, to my norm uh, in that regard. And so when the doctor, you know, prescribed me uh, a particular medication and even recommended that I go to the emergency room right after I left their, their clinic, um, you know, I said, no, I'm not going to the emergency room. I'm not going to subject myself to more bad news for today. Um, and as it relates to the, uh, the prescription, uh, you know, I thank you. Now telling me I, I had no intentions of using it. Mm. They asked me why so I was like, well, you know, upon, you know, you know, throughout our conversation, you know, I've concluded that I've done this to myself. Um, and I was able to reinforce that conclusion with my self-education. Um, but, you know, I started with the doctor, you know, you know, it sounds like I've done this to myself. And so if I did it to myself, I'm sure, you know, that I can undo it. Um, I just got to figure out how, how, and at the very least, I want to try to beat this naturally. Um, and, you know, that was that, um, you know, I went to my, went to my vehicle and shed my tears, made the phone calls that I needed to make to my, uh, my family. And then I immediately uh, started, started contacting uh, two gentlemen that became my accountability partners uh, so that we can uh, start tackling that immediately. And that's just what we did. Now, you know, you, you we, you know, generalized as far as, you know, I'm, I'm not going to use, you know, conventional medication. I'm going to uh, sort of unwind the, uh, the eating habits because we, um, we heard that from your story previous to that and sort of a easier said than done for, you know, a lot of people, but uh, I, I want you to sort of, you know, give me a bit of an outline further as far as your accountability buddies and and, and what your game plan was on how you're going to actually, you know, a, attack this beast of uh, type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Uh, so, CG, one of the things that I learned early on is that you don't have to have it all figured out. Um, if you have an end goal, something that you're striving for, uh, that can be the starting place. And so that's how it is for me, uh, especially as it relates to uh, having reversed this chronic illness. That was my end goal. And I just had to figure out what steps I was going to take by backtracking, um, how to get there. Uh, and so, you know, once I made it to the to the uh, ideal starting point on what it is I was going to do to eventually reach my goal, uh, myself and uh, my two accountability partners, uh, one, uh, and both are great friends of mine. Uh, one was a personal trainer, is a personal trainer. Um, and the uh, other is uh, herbalist uh, who had just gone on a, tra a body transformation himself. And so his experience and the knowledge that he gained through uh, self-education uh, was very beneficial to me at this, uh, you know, this scary time of my life. And you know, I just did a lot of research on you know, food and uh, how various foods uh, hurt our body long-term. A lot of foods that I love uh, and, and, and consumed regularly. Um, then also looking at the flip side of that, you know, what, what foods are gonna be beneficial? in healing my body, especially as it relates to type two diabetes. Um, but, you know, not, not enough on its own, uh, you know, what exercises, um, you know, sweaty activity could I engage in to help me, uh, you know, help complement you know, the food choices that were very challenging, if I do say so myself. Uh, and in addition to that, you know, learning about natural herbs and sea vegetables uh, that were also beneficial for the uh, healing of the body. And, uh, you know, me and my uh, accountability partners, you know, we talk regularly through the week. Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, working out on my patio uh, and was fortunate to be able to lose 50 pounds throughout this journey. I started off at 274 pounds. The day of my diagnosis, 
uh, Christmas Day, I woke up uh, right at five months later. I woke up two twenty five, and uh, you know, no, no, no crazy products, no Shakeology or, or anything like that. Nothing you had to sign up for, and you know, kind of promote and get other people involved into, so you make your money back. None of that. It's all uh, standard standard items I can get from my local market, uh, and you know, doing uh, basic uh, calisthenic workouts that we learned in elementary school that I never would have guessed would uh, help me to lose weight, uh, get stronger. Uh, you have a, a greater sense of pride in the person I saw in the mirror, uh, but also to be able to change uh, the, uh, the inside of my body uh, to, to where it healed you know, my organs, um, you know, brought my, uh, my blood sugar level uh, down to a normal range, uh, brought my uh, blood glucose, glucose level down. Um, you know, I didn't have any of the, the ailments or, or symptoms that I experienced. And those started waning off, you know, starting a month. Uh, after I began this regimen, uh, you know, three months later, you know, I didn't have any of those problems. You know, no more blurred vision. I uh, didn't have problems sleeping at night. Um, I didn't uh, have uh, issues with neuropathy, uh, any of that. And to this day, you know, my accountability partners are still a part of my life. I mean, I've, uh, you know, I've reached my goal uh, and then I've had to set new goals uh, to keep me motivated and to keep me going so I don't backtrack and fall back into the uh, position that I was once in. That was, uh, sounds like a, a great Christmas present to wake up to and get <laughs> yes, on that scale and uh, be 225. It's like, oh man, what a, what a present, what a blessing, what a blessing. Yes, indeed. Now, you know, you, you, I, I heard a little hint that, you know, it was not easy. Was it from that point, was it sort of the, you know, I'm going to be on the straight and narrow. So was it just a, a straight up ascension or did you find some pitfalls along the way onto that end goal? when you uh, said, you know, look, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to reach. And I'm just going to be on that grind. And it's just going to be, you know, upward step after upward step after upward step. So uh, I know it's a loaded gun, but uh, just to let people know that, you know, oh man, I can't do what you do because, you know, I feel I'm going to fall off. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, and that's a natural response for uh, people to have, considering uh, where I started, how I looked, what my numbers were then compared to five months later, how I looked and what my numbers were compared to a year and a half later, uh, where my numbers were, how I once looked, how I look now, the things that I can uh, can do and, and can do with ease that I couldn't do, um, you know, that I struggled to do early on. Um, you know, and to that, I respond with, it is going to be challenging. There are going to be days that are worse than others. There are going to be days that are better than others. You know, I wish I was on a uh, upward ascension uh, that had no, you know, decline. But you know, there were, you know, many a times where you know I fell off that wagon, so to speak. Um, you know, I fell off that horse. Um, there were there were emotional days where I had uh, breakdowns, uh, where I cried my eyes out, in frustration. Uh, you know, thinking of you know what I did to myself. You know, and how long it took to get there. Um, you know the the. The position that I was uh, potentially putting my wife in of being a widow if I didn't get it together, you know, it was a lot of pressure. Uh, the, the potential of uh, my, my, my children uh, coming into this world while I'm alive, but then being fatherless shortly after their birth uh, if I didn't get it together. Mm. And so, you know, there were times where, you know, I resorted to, you know, picking up my, uh, my mobile device and uh, ordering something that, you know, was tasty, like a, a burger. It was the day I ordered two burgers and fries for five guys uh, through one of the uh, popular delivery apps. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when it came, um, I already knew I wasn't supposed to have it, uh, at least not on that day, uh, definitely not in that quantity. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I sat and I ate and I cried while I ate. 
uh, ate as much as I could through the rest of the way. And, you know, I just remember reaching out to my accountability partners, you know, let them know, you know, hey, man, I just, you know, I've been crying my eyes. I'm mean, so frustrated. I'm so mad. You know, this is my response to it. And, you know, they were very encouraging. They didn't kick me while I was down. They actually helped to lift me up. You know, they reminded me, uh, both of them, that setbacks are a part of the journey. And that's something that I have, I've embraced. You know, there are going to be challenging days, you know, for one reason or another. And, you know, it's not going to be as good as yesterday or the day or the day prior or the week prior. And that's OK. But it'll be a footnote, uh, you know, in the totality of the journey. And that's something that, you know, I'm confident in. I've lived that. I've experienced that. Uh, and I'm grateful for, you know, those setbacks, you know, help to, you know, help to put things back into perspective uh, at the times where I lost sight of them and could only see the present, could only see, you know, the next 10, 20 minutes. Uh, well, you know, next 10, 20 minutes, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be hungry anymore. The next 10, 20 minutes, I don't want to be crying and upset anymore. So what am I going to do uh, to resolve those two immediate issues? I'm going to, I'm going to purchase at that time. For that particular day, I'm going to purchase two burgers from Five Guys, unnecessary. A large fry with Cajun seasoning, also unnecessary. Uh, and then I'm going to eat them uh, so that I can feel better. It actually made me feel worse. Um, you know, uh, there was this guilt uh, that I felt. Um, there was this, uh, this, this this sense of laziness, uh, a sense of being a failure. And, you know, I could have sat and wallowed in that. Um, and, and thankfully, I didn't have to because of the accountability partners that were there for me. My wife, when she came home, uh, my greatest accountability partner, uh, she's there for me, uh, helped me, you know, helped pick me up, uh, you know, figuratively and literally. Um, and, you know, reminded me of why I was doing what it was that I was doing uh, for myself first, for myself, but then also for her you know, our family that was growing at the time. And then, you know, our parents and our siblings and our extended family. And, and so the, the decision to, you know, fight type two diabetes naturally, not using any medication, not using any insulin, any pills, anything like that. It wasn't just for me. And that's something that she reminded me of, but it also wasn't just for our family. It was, you know, to show others that it can be done, um, that they don't have to subject themselves to Synthetic medication uh, that has a host of side effects that, you know, to some can be worse than the initial symptoms of the uh, of the of the chronic illness in the first place. You know, to show others that, you know, you don't need a, a gym membership or you don't need um, a membership with uh, you know, any of these uh, multi-level marketing companies that offer a host of products, which, you know, nothing wrong with them, offer a host of products that, you know, you can take and consume to help better your situation. But you find yourself uh, a little bit more stressed out trying to sell it than actually using it to, you know, what you, what you purchased it for, you know, to show others that you don't have to spend a lot of money uh, to eat healthy and to be healthy and that you can make use of the space that you have at your home. For me, I use my patio, uh, probably 14 feet by six feet and, you know, made it work for five months uh, and, and lost 50 pounds. And so, you know, just keeping that, uh, you know, coming into my, into my, uh, into, into my, uh, into my ears, uh, you know, my wife, you know, constantly encouraging me with that, like your, your, your story is going to be a success story for others uh, to look to. And, you know, at times I didn't believe it, you know, honestly, gosh, but I didn't believe it. I didn't think that I could be uh, someone of influence in, in this regard. And, uh, you know, to my, to my surprise, uh, not only are, you know, others uh, choosing to take aspects of what I did and uh, apply to, you know, to their own situation and their own regimen, you know, I never would have, never would have thought that I, uh, write a book, uh, take the time to write a book, uh, to have it published, uh, to have it for sale, uh, and to have it be an inspiration for others uh, to look to um, as they, you know, were striving to heal their body or achieve the goals that they have for themselves uh, physically, uh, mentally, and even spiritually. That is uh, such a, you know, a wonderful narrative of 
you know, it's not the setback, it's the comeback. So, mm. you, you know, you speak of your, your new circle that has kept you accountable, which is, you know, you know, your loved ones. That's, you know, and that's so powerful because you look at how things were during your setbacks or, or, or how your previous habits were with the foods that were introduced to you. And now your, your, you know, your, your new introduction to foods and people who, you know, hold you accountable for those type of things. So let's, you know, put it in perspective as to today where, you know, you used to get food to find comfort or, or the comfort food that, you know, a lot of people know of, you know, the, the, the baked macaroni and the fried chicken and, 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 and how does that now affect not just the circle of your accountability people, but the people who, you know, eat the way you used to eat? And what kind of setting does that, um, you know, how can I say, you know, sort of, you know, what kind of, what, what's the atmosphere? You know, what, what are your peeps, you know, saying to you and uh, are they accepting of it? Are they reticent of it? Uh, sort of, you know, give me a little, you know, day in the life of Vernon when it comes to, you know, sitting down <laughs> and chowing down. Yeah, um, I, I think one of the things um, that I had to be uh, very mindful of when I first started experiencing success uh, and, and the success came from, you know, being able to you know, breeze through, you know, the workouts that I initially started out with. They got harder uh, as time progressed. Um, and I, you know, credit my trainer uh, for, you know, always pushing me, not letting me get comfortable, having a good workout. Okay, next workout, we're going to take it up a notch. Um, and so there's success in that regard, but also the success of being able to see, you know, a new person in the mirror, uh, from slimmer, uh, you know, uh, not ripped, uh, but, you know, being able to see definition. Uh, in myself, uh, where there used to be just volume. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so uh, in experiencing uh, those two uh, pieces of success in particular, you know, I had to realize that it took time to get there. Uh, and it started with a mind shift, um, a mind shift that, you know, I wish I would have had sooner in my life that others have, you know, attempted uh, to, you know, kind of persuade me to have. And, and so I had to be mindful of that with others that are around me that are in similar positions as to what I used to be and you know there's no dissing anyone or making anyone feel uncomfortable because of what they have going on you know we we, we have our aha moments and our wake up moments at different times in life uh comparison to someone else and that's okay and so you know we we have family meals or we go out or you know we have a uh, big gatherings you know I'm mindful of what I consume and and you know there are day, there are times where you know I I can I can confidently say, okay, I'm going to have this because of how my week has been. Uh, you know, I've been sticking to my resume. I can have this. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I got to kick it up, you know, however I got to kick it up the next day or the next week, what have you. But if it's one of those days, like, uh, you know, in my, in my book, I talk about how Thanksgiving was uh, mm -hmm. of 2020, uh, which was, uh, you know, I look back on it's very interesting. I'm surprised that I did it. Um, but, you know, there was no shame in anyone um, that chose to eat different from me on Thanksgiving that year. Uh, and there's still no shame in anyone now. Uh, and I think that makes it easier for people to ask questions because there is no shame uh, in who you are and where you are currently. Um, you know, if you if you choose to change your mindset uh, based on what someone in your circle did, so using myself as an example, then that's great. You know, if you don't, I'm not going to love you any less and I look down on you because I was in a position that you are in at one point in time in my life. Um, just know that I'm here for you uh, if you do have questions. And so, you know, I've, uh, one of my best friends, uh, you know, the, the South Norfolk goat is what I call him. Um, you know, he's going through, you know, some health, uh, you know, some health things now. And, 
Uh, we've had uh, you know extensive conversations, and he's made changes, uh, you know, in his own time um, that you know are beneficial for him. You know, uh, another good friend of mine, Mr. Edwards. Uh, you know, he he and I, you know, we've had uh, you know extensive conversations, and uh, we've actually gone to the grocery store together. Uh, you know, show him what a day uh, in the grocery store is like for me. You know, each and every week. Um, you know, we've talked about meals and put various meals together and, and why I choose them. And you know, I've even given him homework to, you know, re do research on the items that we've purchased so that you know the nutritional value uh, and the reason for consuming these in, in route to the goals that you have. And you know, he even works out with me now. You know, after I finish with my trainer, you know, him and I meet at, a, at another location. And, uh, you know, I, I put him through various workouts that I did when I first started. And he's already uh, proven, uh, you know, himself uh, successful. Uh, just with you know the, the small changes that he's made um, and the things he's able to see in the mirror uh, for himself, and so you know, every, everyone in your circle is in your circle for a reason. Don't give them a reason to step outside of that circle. Don't give them a reason to boot you out. Uh, you know, we have to have a, a sense of uh, humility um, with the success that we experience in, in any facet of life, uh, and then you know, be in a position to teach and educate those that are around us, um, but also to make ourselves available when, if, and when they are ready to receive the knowledge that you've amassed. That is uh, just so, so powerful. I, uh, I hear your, you know, your journey as we um, went from how you became the student to now you've become the empowering teacher where you've shared your story, not just with the writing of your book, but how you also interact with, with family and friends who, uh, who, who, who yearn, who are curious to uh, take you know, similar health step journeys. And that again, I, I, I can't say how, you know, how powerful that is. And I've seen that in your book, you know, reading through it, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's taking that journey with you. So I, I felt me, yeah, I, I know this brother already, you know, and I've been <laughs> down that path before. And, you know, look, we've intersected in so many aspects so, you know, just hearing that and, and you know, seeing how you are now and, and, and sharing that with others is just absolutely powerful, absolutely powerful. So I, I want to, you know, thank you as, you know, coming on as a guest onto the Lloyd Health Revolution podcast. And folks, again, I, Vernon Davis Jr., author, motivational speaker, I hear of his book best-selling book on Amazon, Uncomfortable Peace. We provide that link uh, in the show notes so you can get that book. And get that book. Get that book. You will be moved. Brother Vernon, I just want to thank you again so much. It was a blessing, you know, spending time with you and sharing your story with us. And uh, we'd love to have you on again, man. Just, you know, just keep preaching that story. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, CG, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's definitely a pleasure to come on. Thank you so much uh, for you know making mention of my book, Uncomfortable Peace, uh, which is uh, available on Amazon, and uh, also making mention of me, me, me being a motivational speaker, which I am. Uh, I've branded myself as an impact speaker because I'm looking to impact lives uh, long term. Um, you know, further information if anyone uh, would like to know uh, is available at dfpublishing.org, uh, where I you know make mention of my services as an impact speaker. Uh, you can also purchase autographed copies of my book, Uncultable Peace from that website as well. Okay, 
Brother Vernon, we're going to provide those links for you folks. Thank so you. you too can, you know, participate in our health revolution because we are just grabbing people from all, you know, shapes and sizes. And I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Lloyd Health Revolution podcast and signing off. And folks, are you ready for the Lloyd Health Revolution? Take care.